You're listening to the Changing Normal Podcast, where we strive to outdo the old normal and reject the new normal. And now your hosts, Owen, Dan, and Ben. Welcome to episode 34 of the Changing Normal Podcast. Today you're listening to part two of how to live a resilient lifestyle. So let's transition a little bit and talk about why is modern survivalism needed today or a resilient life needed today? Because we have such a stable system in place. All it takes (laughs) is a tiny so-called airborne particle to (laughs) knock it out of whack. Yeah, we have, I think, Ben just knocked it out of the park. We have been made so comfortable and the system has run so efficiently uh, from a logistics and delivery standpoint that, I mean, what do we need skills and uh, what do we need, you know, resiliency in the system? It's like we get whatever we want, sometimes in two days or less. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, like it's, the, like, it's like the video. What of do the I need Tesla. to be prepared for? I have a phone, don't I? <laughs> Amazon still works. Yeah, Exactly. Did you guys see that video? There's the guy in this like almost bumper to bumper traffic on a California interstate. He comes up. He's like, this car has been going the exact same speed for the last 15 minutes. He gets up and the woman's just. Oh. <laughs> right out in the driver's seat. He said, I'm not sure if that's a good example of where we are in society or if that's a scary example of where cars are headed. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. We all know that robots are better drivers than women anyway. <laughs> well, there, there goes half our listenership. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> and we're now down to 15 subscribers. Instead yeah. of uh, I'm going to fall back on the precedent set by Norm MacDonald. He followed up that kind of joke with, and that joke was written by women. Yeah, and now you don't know who to hate. <laughs> Oh, I watched that that clip just the other day. That was so funny. (laughs) My wife is an excellent driver. (laughs) So yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons. She's an exception. She is an exception. (laughs) She's an exception. Exceptional driver. He doubles. He doubles. So yeah, I think I think you're right. There's there's the the safety, quote unquote, that we have in society is very much a uh what's the word? Tentative safety? That's not the right word, mm-hmm. but it's it's very much uh uh fragile, I guess you could it's say. It's fragile. It's far more fragile than I think people mm-hmm. acknowledge or or understand. And it also spans not just, you know, big global events that could happen. I mean, we're talking about things right down to you lose your job or, you know, you have a death in the family, you know, or you have something that's major to you, but maybe isn't major in, you know, isn't going to make the history books type things. Those are also things that are part of modern survivalism and things that, we can we can have a better quality of life through those personal events um, that are the end of the world to us <laughs> when they happen, in a sense. Um, if we have done some pretty basic things based on these seven 
areas that we're going to mention here shortly. Um, so yeah, certainly I think, I think everyone can admit that the econ economics is a pretty massive uh, reason that we may want to practice resiliency and, and modern survivalism with the collapse of the dollar and the, you know, mm -hmm. eco the, the, the economics of <laughs> supply chains and, you know, just everything about money is just seems to be in so much turmoil mm -hmm. and, and upheaval. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I found that, you know, getting involved in producing some of your own food is really a two for one because you've got some of that built in resiliency, but it's also, you know, just really awesome to be out in nature working with it to produce mm -hmm. something, you know, so so many benefits as far as your, you know, physical health, mental health, mm -hmm. and uh, just enjoyment. So yeah, it's a, it's a double whammy. You get real resiliency and a positive uh, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's a constant learning, learning experience because it, there, it, nature is constantly in a state of flux relatively predictable but different elements are at play and can change in a way that could you know could just kind of twist what the plan was and and then you actually have to implement your resiliency in real time and work around the problem and utilize the problem to become the solution mm-hmm and that's something that's seriously lacking in society is this ability to adapt and have anything resembling self-reliance i mean it, it, people seem to have become in practical skills extremely helpless uh where you you, you can't do anything you go oh yeah i can you know do whatever my job is but i can't do anything else i i wouldn't even attempt to change a set of taps or do a repair on my porch or grow my own food, you know, or what, or whatnot. It's, and, and I think that in and of itself makes people who then practice <clears throat> that sort of self-reliance even more valuable, both in society, um, but to their small circles, because now you have these people who um, can affect their greater circle of people with their knowledge and skills and uh supplies to put it mm -hmm. that way i guess um so that when there is a <clears throat> some sort of collapse or disruption um those people can you know help help make things better around them to other people mm -hmm. because let's face it the government yeah. is pretty pretty bad at at you know providing that for people Mm hmm. Yeah. And getting into that, I guess, pattern of, you know, locating the best thing to be doing in, in whatever situation you're in, you know, if it's in a time of peace, you know, you can set up a garden, but if, if things go wrong, solving the problem yourself, like you said, like even if your roof is leaking or maybe your tap is leaking, it's like jumping in and, solving it and not uh, looking around to see who's going to bail you out. Mm. 
You know, we talked about bailout culture. That's not just a thing in banking. That's, <laughs> that's the thing many individuals have absorbed. It's like, who's going to help me out of this? It's like an entitlement to uh, being helped. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think we should look at it the other way. I think we should be taking responsibility so that we can be the helpers. The trait. Mm-hmm. Trait. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, I heard it said one time, um, and it ties into being resilient. But if you're if you are consuming more than you're putting back in, you're going to be a hindrance, and then obviously what you want to do is be the opposite and be of more value and be um, outputting more than you are consuming. So playing into, into uh, <clears throat> excuse me, playing into the resiliency, if you're putting out more than you're taking in, there's going to be the, there's going to be a surplus that you'll be able to draw on in times of need. Mm. So I don't think we need to go through and list all the different things that, you know, are, potential things that people need to be prepared for or try and have self-reliance in. I think generally, um, you know, anything you can imagine, you need to look around because it's going to be different for everybody. You need to look around mm-hmm. your life, your location, you know, your situation and make a practical common sense list of things that you might face that would disrupt your current lifestyle and stay away from nuclear war. And, you know, I don't know. Mm. The glaciers all of a sudden reappear over the course of two years or zombies. You know what I mean? Like you stay away from those things that are probably going to screw everyone, no matter how self-reliant you are and focus on the things that are a little more, little more likely to happen in higher probability um, scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get do- more done by focusing on what you're working towards than uh, worrying about how China's going to blow us all up with their hypersonic <laughs> missile. That's the coolest thing since sliced bread or whatever uh, the case may be, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Looking at, Potential problems can be such an absorbing thing, mm. you know, which I think is partly due to like chemical, the chemical response in our brains and you can get that negative feedback loop going. So cutting that feedback loop, if, if you've got that going at all, I think it is pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You get so caught up in the what ifs mm-hmm. uh, and the doomsday that you forget to actually be practical about solutions for, for that. And solutions of course need to be focused upon you and your immediate family because you can't say, well, we just need to change the government or fix global warming or, you know, get rid of the Chinese nuclear program. <laughs> you know, mm. those are not practical solutions for the individual. So mm-hmm. focus on what you can affect change on, which is uh, really what, what resiliency and self-reliance is all about. <clears throat> yeah. You want your objectives to be smart. Yeah. You want it attainable, to be simple, ma- manageable, attainable, uh shoot what was the r and then 
T is uh, tangible. It almost sounds like maybe sounds like almost maybe you might have heard something about this recently. Sounds like you just took a course on yeah, it or something we, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh, like, man, he rattled those off a little too fast. <laughs> I just really, you know, just that one last brain cell that I have fired on all the right neurons. And, anyway. <laughs> so uh, the seven areas that I've always sort of turn to and i think these i mean this isn't a new idea on my part these are there's variations of this list out there but i kind of do it in these uh seven seven areas as food water shelter money security sanitation and health and mindset i guess sanitation and health being one otherwise you would call that eight So I don't know if we want to go through these. We don't need to go into crazy detail because I think what we should do is maybe take a show and uh, on each of these topics in more detail. Mm. But uh, I think why don't we uh, why don't we go through them and then see if we think that's all there is. Mm. I guess we could say as the preamble, these are kind of breaking down human needs into mm-hmm. different categories. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's basically the idea. <clears throat> a lot of what kind of a good, you know, go back to the, the foundational things. It's like, we're going to talk about how you can uh, stay alive and, mm-hmm. and thrive. It's going to be going back to your needs and do you have the bare minimum or are you um, well-equipped to face what life throws at everybody? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause the food, water, shelter part. I mean, those are, that's really like the survivalist side of things you know if you're in the woods and you get lost well you need food water shelter like those are your Mm -hmm. three basics to survive the other four very much are the modern side of it so that as you say you're doing more than just surviving Mm -hmm. so food water shelter are those the first three those are the first three that and these aren't necessarily in any particular order because mm-hmm. if you were going to put these in order of importance, then I would put mindset at the beginning. <laughs> that's all. That's very. Yeah. I don't know. Trying to arrange them in order of importance. It's kind of like trying to highlight which bolt in your car is the most important. <laughs> well, we all, we it's like, all do know you really want to go without that? <laughs> yeah. We, we know, we all know it's the nut behind the wheel. That's the most important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said bolt though. Yeah. <laughs> Here we back are back to driving analogies. Man. Um Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we food, water, shelter. Every everybody everybody can probably uh agree that food, water, shelter is important practical things that everybody needs. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just crucial for operation. Yeah. Yeah. It well like it's like we've said, like that's the bare minimum. I mean, if you if you mm-hmm. have nothing else but you have food, water, shelter, well at least you're alive. You can go from there. That's right. Um money is the next thing I have on that on that list. 
And I think we've, we, I mean, we talk, we've talked a lot about money. We talk a lot about money on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Sound so money. At this point, you should have taken away that money is uh, anything that's <laughs> a medium of exchange. <laughs> that's right. So you're not talking about just having a bunch of dollars. <clears throat> you're talking that's about right. basically things that are either a store of value or tradable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On its most surface Highly level. Exchangeable. Right. <clears throat> As a broad category, it encompasses a a ton of things. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the idea of, uh, of, of money really encompasses way more than just, do I have money that I can trade for things? Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, do I have some gold and silver or, or whatnot? It's even, even goes beyond that. Do I have my finances in order? Do I have massive credit card debt? Do I have, you know, student loans, you know, <laughs> do I have a house mm-hmm. that I owe more than it's worth on, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. those are things in the money category that basically are a detriment to your survival. Should there be a shift in your situation? Mm. Gotcha. So a big part of having that category squared away is not the, the Scrooge McDuck vault. Um, it's about not having a, a gaping wound. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's not having the millstone. That's going to drag you to the bottom of the ocean. If you, you know, are out of a job for two months or three months. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we, we can break that down a little more like in a future show, possibly, um, security. Do you think that's should be on the list? Hmm. Man, again, that could encompass a lot of things. Yes, it anything could. from personal skills to maybe being in a particular location. I guess you could say location management might be part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, personal skills and tools. <clears throat> maybe even just having a few things planned out ahead. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and, and again, so much of that is going to be situational you know so security could be hey i'm i have a one hour commute to where i work you know do i have a plan to get home if there is you know some sort of disaster that blocks my normal route or Mm -hmm. you know what if something bad happens at home do i have ways to communicate you know, so some of those sorts of things could be security, even beyond do I have good locks on my door and know how to use a gun? You know, like mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. people think of for security, but it's really a, a much wider topic. All of these are much wider topics than they appear on their, you know, face value. So that's why we want to get into them, I think, more in detail in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's again on a personal level you may be able to tackle some of these categories from a particular angle, but some angles of approach may not be very tenable. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say like for me personally, like hand to hand combat is not something I have any training in. So right. I haven't prepared for security to, in that area, mm-hmm. but I think a, an important aspect for my personal security is that I live in a very rural area and it feels safer to me in that aspect uh, as far as a calculation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, some people may not have that as an option, but then maybe they can take maybe they can take a different approach. Maybe it's by uh, knowing their neighbors and building a relationship with the people who are in closest proximity to themselves. Maybe for some people it is taking a jujitsu class. Um, and it's not an approach I've taken, but um, so don't get, I would, I would say don't get focused on any single approach that you see someone else taking, because it may not be the fit for you at all. Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. Security is, is really far more than just having a gun and knowing how to use it. You know, that might be a part of it, but that's not entirely what it's about. Um, sanitation and, he- <clears throat> and health, excuse me. Hmm. Yeah, that's one. I definitely don't want to have to put my, uh, preparedness to the test in. <laughs> <laughs> I like modern resources, especially in that area. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wants to go back to having a, a one village doctor <laughs> can do everything from giving you your cough syrup to cutting off your leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say that sanitation health is probably one of my weaker areas as well. Um, I mean, we live pretty healthy, but I wouldn't say that I have this like really vast knowledge base when it comes to, to health. Um, so yeah, that might be an interesting one for us to research and come up with some ideas and, and, uh, and all of these areas, I'm hoping that we can, when we go through them in detail, we'll be able to find some things that we can, we can all improve on and, and do better. Uh, and then finally mindset and mindset, honestly, maybe it shouldn't even be its own category, but because I think kind of all encompassing. Yeah, every single one of these things, you have to approach it with the correct mindset. But really, the, the the idea of having it as its own category is that we need to, and this is something I think it's greatly lacking by and large in society, a certain amount of mental toughness that I think is gone mm-hmm. from people. Um, and well, maybe even more than mindset we could call that a broad category maybe intergenerational wisdom now now you're putting some big words together there (laughs) um i think that's i don't think that's not that's not what i mean by that though too far yeah i i I agree with you (laughs) yeah (laughs) i definitely agree with you and, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about next. But mm-hmm. for me, the mindset is more of a mental toughness. Um, mm-hmm. Some would look at it in years past and probably call it toxic masculinity. But it's this idea. It's just the idea of having a resiliency of mind to deal with bad situations mm. um, and being able to have the old British stiff upper lip and soldier through a bad scenario um, with the skills and, learn and, from and, it and utilize that learn from it, utilize it, but, but not simply just break down under the pressure of 
not having your, you know, grande vente latte with oat milk or whatever. <laughs> uh, you, you thought the almond had small nipples. Wait till you see the oats. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's so mindset i guess is the thing that kicks it off for an examination of uh what you're doing in your life and the ramifications of it i guess or yeah, like for sure. simply being i guess toughness is an interesting way of putting it too um i don't know because you can be really tough the sense that you could take a lot of punches, but that may not make you able to uh, move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I and I think I think it's a mental toughness. I mean, that's why it's mindset. Is that there's just this idea of uh, being able to take a lot of punches in life because life is hard, and I I think modern society thinks that life is should be easy and i don't think life's easy and i don't think it's easy for anybody i think life's really hard and with with generation of people that go in with the entire almost feeling entitled to an easy life because our modern society has given us many luxuries that we take for granted we have to have that mindset of no life is going to suck and it is what it is, and I'm going to make the best of it I can and be okay with that, um, especially in the turbulent times we're in now. I think that's really, really required to be like, you don't get to pick the time in history which you live. Mm-hmm. So you need to make the most of the the, the time that you're, that you're given. And... I won't, yeah, I won't quote it properly. I'm going to save it actually for when we do that show. But there's a really great quote from Lord of the Rings that I, I really mm-hmm. liked on this topic. Oh, you guys, I thought you were going in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of my we'll, favorites. We'll, <clears throat> yeah, we'll we'll save that for that show. <laughs> leave, leave everybody on a on a on a hanger right there. <laughs> but something that you guys have both brought up already but I think is dovetails nicely in behind these things. And we're going to talk about this, of course, in detail with all these different areas is skills and knowledge. Skills and knowledge are so key and critical because they can never be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. You can lose everything in a yep. fire. You can <clears throat> get thrown in the gulag and have literally not a penny to your name. You can lose everything. But your skills and knowledge really, I mean, unless you get really like bad dementia or off the deep end loopy, your skills and even then your knowledge isn't gone and your skills aren't completely gone. So it's a, those are things I think are really important to build and not be too reliant. Uh, And this is where I think the the, uh, intergenerational wisdom part comes down that you spoke of <clears throat> our grandparents didn't have the internet they didn't have youtube to go look up and see how to do 
this or that. They didn't rely on that stuff. They just, they knew how to do it. They had to learn it and remember it. Um, you know, those life skills. And so, sure. I think it's great that we have YouTube and we actually have access to more information, knowledge, et cetera, than probably any other time in history. Um, well, yeah, it's good to have that practice those skills, obtain that knowledge because that can never be taken away from you. And uh, yeah, right the last well said. Yeah, the the last thing I have is redundancy equals resilience. <clears throat> and this this I think is well, I'm, I'm I know we'll talk about this a lot in these as we expand these episodes, but. You got to have redundancies in your life in order to be resilient. If you're relying on one single point and that fails, you don't you're you don't have resilience in your life. So, so yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, but. Hmm. No, uh, I, I think that sums it up well. Yeah, I think definitely picking a few of those and, and having a a debate <clears throat> on what what any one of those categories might encompass <laughs> would be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, people can look forward to that. And uh, I think we'll wrap up the show there. And uh, with that, thanks for listening. And uh, take small steps, be courageous, and change your normal every day. <laughs> <laughs>